You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 18. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Lindsay. And I'm Dave Ferrari. And what a week it has been in hockey, Davey. The Stanley Cup has been handed out to Tampa Bay for back-to-back championships. Bit of a sore point. Lots of uh, negative feedback around salary cap issues, around no one liking old Pat Maroon going three in a row. What's your thoughts on the uh, the Tampa-Montreal series, mate? Oh, I'm one of them, mate. I am... Uh you know, as everyone probably knows, I'm a diehard Calgary Flames fan. But uh, as the playoffs went on and the team started to fall off, I found myself um, just out of nowhere cheering for Montreal. Um, probably mostly so once they beat Vegas and got that OT goal to win the series. I uh, found myself jumping out of the chair uh, a bit uncontrollably. So I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Tampa Bay. Um, obviously, they're you know they're flawless. They're they're one of the best teams of uh, of the decade, but they um this is really loud or is it just me it's just your headset mate okay okay that's better for those uh who may not be aware we have stepped (laughs) up in the world davy we both have microphones we even have headsets and this fancy new little gizmo here where you can uh give the listeners a bit of a preview just by pushing a strange button uh throws in some Music. Awesome. Yeah, we can actually talk at the same time right now. We don't have to share a microphone. And with the face marks on, that was getting a bit difficult. It was, it was, wasn't it? Um, and now, you know, I can just hit a button. Isn't that amazing? And play segments just like that. So, Lots the, more um, segments coming the listeners' way. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a professional operation now. So sorry, where was I? The Tampa Bay Lightning, they just don't do it for me. I find it really hard to cheer for that team. They're unreal. You cannot deny they're the most skillful team the, the best put together team they're over the cap but they're allowed to do that they've they followed the rules um they just don't have much character to their game that mm. uh, that i can cheer for so i was disappointed to see montreal lose now i'm disappointed that hockey's over and even just today we were saying maddie that i'm counting down the days when we can see all teams back in action and um watch the calgary flames uh win the stanley cup in 2021 2022 interesting um yeah isn't it isn't it weird that Tampa's style of play is very run and gun, lots of goal scoring, yet here we are thinking, oh, it's kind of, you know, not a lot of character, not a lot of identity. Is it us just getting older, mate, and enjoying, you know, the historic play of, you know, the Islanders or even the Canadians to a sense where, um, you know, it's a lot more system-based, a lot more shutting down the opponent and taking your chances as you can instead of being very risky and, flashy i suppose um is that catered more to trying to get new people into the game and not necessarily to us anymore yeah i think you're right we are a pair of old dinosaurs sitting here twirling our mustaches drinking our uh scotch on the rocks um we're actually not drinking i will clarify today <laughs> other than uh, i've had a i've had a long black and you've had a flat white i believe but Mate, I, I agree. I think that is the new era of game. It's it's fast, it's speed, but yeah, a bit old school. I like that character. I like teams to be able to grind it out. I like teams to be able to adapt um, and just win with what makes them good. So whether that's running systems, playing really defensively, um, that's what brings character out, a team that blocks a ton of shots. Interestingly, talking of character, and again, to contradict ourselves some more, but Kalorn. 
broke his tibia um, on the the Sunday, I believe, had surgery on the Tuesday mm. to put a rod in it, uh, skated on the Thursday and wanted to play on the Saturday, but they had to hold him back. Um, that's, uh, that's toughness and that is character. Absolutely. It reminds me of Simon Gintings, actually, who I know um, did have a lower body injury during the autumn season and kept telling them telling me that you know he'd be back for finals he wanted to get back for finals um obviously he didn't get to that goal and was still part of the team on the day for the championship win for the bandits but um yeah it certainly resonated with me when i heard about Kalorn. so hope gintings is recovering well um i don't think he's yet uh, involved in the winter comp as far as i'm aware but hopefully um he's back fully recovered for the summer season um Speaking of the winter, Davey, how about we touch on the winter season as it's now about to start up this coming weekend um, of the 18th, 19th of July? Yeah, mate. Um, we, you know, we pushed back, obviously, just to give ourselves some breathing room for, for, because of the COVID uh, restrictions changing and, and the bit of the mess that's going on in Sydney and the Central Coast. Uh, so we're ready to roll this weekend. Now we do have our fingers crossed that it, it stays live up here in Newcastle and we can... We can uh, not let uh, happen up here what's happening in Sydney, but just fingers crossed for that. Right now, it's full steam ahead, mm. and um, we've had more signups coming in even as soon as today. Uh, and the t- the divisions are starting to get very, very full. So only um, only well less than a handful of spots between both divisions two and three, and even def- division four filling up now, which is excellent. That I'm really hoping that by summer, Maddie, we can have four division four teams. That's the goal. But no, it's all looking good. It's filling up and um, competitive teams. We're seeing some uh, really strong players coming back into the fold that uh, I think it's going to be a really even playing field across the whole league this year. Definitely, mate. Now, I did cook the dates. It's actually 17th, 18th. So just wanted to get that out there before anyone corrects me tomorrow when this podcast comes out, mate. Um, But yeah, we're seeing a lot of emails even trickle in over the last two weeks about learn to play and, and a lot of new people being very keen to try the sport. So I think that goal of four teams by Div 4 is looking more and more realistic every week, mate. So we'll keep uh, creating people into hockey players and hopefully have another set of teams coming into Division 4 come summer comp. Um, we are going to dive a little bit into the winter season preview with some teams and our predictions but firstly, just wanted to uh, make sure that everyone was staying safe out there with the new COVID restrictions. Obviously, it's been pushed back for a further two weeks to the 30th of July at this stage. Um, and I know that's affecting a couple of our players from the Central Coast area. So just want to give a shout out to those players and hope that they're staying safe and healthy and, and um, abiding by the rules, I suppose, so we can get moving back to some normalcy as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So, and obviously, there is the government restrictions that if you, um, you know, if you you live on the central coast or in Sydney or or you spend time in those areas, that um, you know that there's you can't really come to Newcastle. So, uh, it's just you know we trust the individuals to follow those measures and follow everyone. Sorry, we trust everyone to be checking in with the QR code when they come to the rink, so that those things are tracked. Um, obviously wearing masks in and around the building, in the dressing room too, which is a big one. Like Maddie, we practiced on Monday night and, you know, you get in the dressing room and, and my first instinct was to take my mask off and then um, I quickly looked around, everyone else had theirs on and I, I remembered that, oh yeah, it has to be on in there. So um, you keep it on until you have all your equipment on and you 
put your gear on and then head out to the ice, that's when uh, you don't need a mask on the ice or on the bench. But if you are coaching, you would need a mask on the bench or anywhere else inside the arena. So, yeah, but look, we've done it before here in Newcastle. I'm, I'm confident we can do it again and, uh, you know, keep the rink open and uh, keep getting this season underway and play, playing hockey. Definitely, mate. Um, Have you? Sorry, Matty, I've just got to say, though, um, I reckon I'd be in the double digits of times in the last week alone where I've been going somewhere, got out of my car, walked down the walk across the, the car park, or I'm about to enter a premises, grocery store, wherever, and then just had to do the sudden stop, change directions, head back to the car to get the mask. Um, I just cannot get in that habit yet of, of getting it as I jump out of the car. I'm getting better. Yeah, I think that's just down to old age, mate. But um, I'm certainly running out of spare masks um, whenever I'm coming and picking you up to bring you down here. You're forever getting in my car without a mask. So I know I'm going to have to restock and probably buy another three, four hundred just to get through the next couple of weeks with taking you around. Um, Now, just before we get into the winter rosters, mate, uh, just wanted to let everyone know that we kind of touched on last week about the potential uh, learn-to-play session expanding into a Wednesday night slot. Um, now, we can confirm that. It's going to be happening from next week. So we're going to be having a second learn-to-play session on Wednesday night, 6.45 to 7.45. So it's pretty much going to replicate the Monday night uh, learn-to-play that we have now, 5.45, 6.45. So, you know, the three sections, skate the game, grow the game, play the game. Um, along with save the game for any goalies that are out there wanting to learn that craft. Um, but yeah, give us some more info around that, Davey. Yeah, Maddie, it's really going to, one, give um, more of an opportunity for new players to get into the sport. Maybe some people can't make it on a Monday night. They may do another sport. They may work late, whatever. So giving them the, the second date as an option to get down to the rink and become a hockey player is excellent. But it's also going to speed up the process for current players. Um if they want to come twice a week, they, you know, we, we like to think within one term we can, you know, turn someone into a hockey player. Um, you know, doing it twice a week, I think w- within half a term we could do that. So, you know, people can get playing quicker. The more often you're on the ice, the more touches, the more reps you're getting, um, the better, you know. So just give everyone an extra opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's something that hasn't been done at this rink in our time. Um, and I really think that uh, it's just going to allow us to to get more players and, and grow the league. And, um, you know, Division 4 is becoming a staple now, uh, but uh, I can't help thinking that we're maybe not too, too far away of uh, even a Division 5. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, another advantage too is it'll be right after the Learn to Skate program where we see a lot of people uh, come through that Learn to Skate program and, and join us on a Monday night. So it'll be cool to see if we can try attract a few more of those players that are brand new um, coming to learn how to skate, um, seeing that that session's right after it and start donning on the, the hockey equipment and giving it a go. So I'm hoping this second session will please Ben Armstrong because he's been hounding me for a couple of terms now to get a second session going for his kids. Um, I know the ideal was Sunday morning for Benny, um, but unfortunately we couldn't make that happen, but we have the Wednesday night. So hopefully that will work out for you, mate. Um, and yeah, that's starting next week. That is, and um, I want to talk about Ben Armstrong, but before I do that, just talking about getting on the ice more and getting more touches, just want to share a little something that happened to me last week. Um, 
And it's just talking about those little feel-good moments in the game, Matty. Uh, I was... I was at the rink last Wednesday. I was covering a shift for Ray and I had it in my head all day that I was going to skate the drop-in. But as the afternoon went along, my uh, my knees started hurting as usual. I had a bit of a headache and I thought, I'm really not going to skate this drop-in. I'm just not going to do it. And then I I kind of ummed and ahed and I thought, well, I'm here. I'm already here. Why not? And put my equipment on and uh, ended, up, ended up scoring a goal, which, uh, you know, not to brag, but uh, that just felt amazing. Felt really good. Um, tucked at top corner, and uh, just that one little moment, it just changed my whole uh, my whole night. I, you know, I had a big smile on the face, and felt really good, and it just made me think that like, if I didn't get out there, I wouldn't have felt that moment, and um, I would have just been worried about my knees and my headache for the rest of the night. So, you know, as much as you can get on the ice, you never know when that ne- that next special moment is around the corner. A feel good pass, or you someone between the legs or you or you tuck one home top corner so you Definitely just never mate. know but on ben armstrong um he brought to my attention very humbly of course to how benny rolls and uh and i was really embarrassed because mate we totally forgot about our nhl playoff bracket and uh there was a winner for that and it was the ben armstrong so you are kidding me mate i thought everyone had stuffed that up uh, with Montreal coming through, beating my Toronto Maple Leafs, I just assumed it was all over for everyone. Agreed. And, and once my bracket uh, turned to turned to mush in the, the first round, I think, I really uh, just deleted it out of my head. But um, we need to give credit where credit's due. Um, I believe Hamish Powell was also in that bracket. So um, some pretty good hockey minds in there. But Benny Armstrong, the winner of the uh, NHL flyby playoff bracket, so, uh, Benny, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're a young little podcast here. We don't have a lot to give you, but you have the bragging rights for the first ever flyby bracket. Mate, you are the champion, and going right into next year's playoffs, uh, you've set the bar that you are the man to beat for next year's playoff bracket. So, well done, mate. Congrats, Let's mate. Play a little applause. If we did have an applause, we would absolutely press that button yeah, right now. got to add that button. But, uh, oh, you know what? Here you go, Benny. Oh, you just you look at You should have put it here, you muffin. I didn't get to choose where that was, mate. But anyway, we are just getting used to this equipment, so so what is people it? People have to bear with us. Okay, so <laughs> we're back. All right, so Davey, let's now jump into our winter season preview and predictions. We have round one, as we said earlier, Saturday night hockey in Newcastle, hockey mate. Night in Newcastle. Can't wait. So to start things off, mate, we have. The Division 4 matchup, which is very exciting. We saw it a couple of times last season, but we do have the Blackhawks taking on the Cyclones again to open up the season. So very excited to see what unfolds in that first game. Now looking at the rosters, mate. So we do have a lot of repeat players for the winter season, Dave, coming over from autumn um, with just a couple of new names introduced to the Cyclones this season with Lara Flint and Avril McGuinness. So very excited to see them play their first game. I'm sure they're going to be very nervous. Um, And a couple over on the Blackhawks roster as well with Mitchell Boot and Scott O'Brien, mate. So two guys that are coming out of Learn to Play last season, graduated and are very excited. They've been emailing almost weekly waiting to see what roster they were on, mate. So can't wait to see those four individuals put on the skates and strap up for their first game in the NI. 
Yeah, mate, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Lara Flint, been at it for a little uh, bit of time now with Learn to Play, excellent skater. And Avril, um, you know, I can just see through the uh, the NSA Instagram, she's been hitting the gym, coming to a lot of ice sessions here, both public skating and Learn to Play. Mate, she's chomping at the bit. I think she's going to be a real impactful player once she gets uh, used to the game. And um, look, are you asking for my prediction yet, Matty? Yeah, you're right, Davey. Um, I guess we will jump into the predictions. So... Who are you going to be picking for round one, Division 4 Blackhawks versus Cyclones? Look, mate, it's week one. I'm not going to ruffle any feathers just yet. I'm, oh. I'm going to pick the favourite, and that is the champion Cyclones. I think they have a good returning core. Um, their returning players have just come along in leaps and bounds, even just over this off-season, Matty. Mm. And, um, you know, I think they're going to get the victory. However, I think uh, the Blackhawks are definitely not far behind. And players like Brock Mackley, who is just soaring each time he touches the ice just gets better and better um ash bailey as well um almost ready to move up to division three so they've got some real studs on the blackhawks there definitely not far behind them for this week's pick i'm picking the cyclones in a four to three victory all right i think a lot of it's going to weigh on goaltending mate we do have a potential goaltender for the blackhawks in ryan williams and you learn to play stud um just seeing if he can make the commitment uh, for the winter season, but if he can, that I think that's going to really tighten up both Blackhawks and Cyclones games for the season. All right, so that is the Division 4 wrap-up. So we've got Division 3 next, Davey, where the Wolves are taking on the Sharks. What is your predictions and opinions on the rosters? Yeah, a bit going on with these two rosters there, Matty. Um, probably the biggest news is the graduation of the Sharks goalie, Matt Montgomery, up into Division 2. We'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the Division 2 predictions, but that opens the door for Emma Moon and former player for the Sharks and Bandits, now being a full-time goalie for the Sharks. She's played a little bit of women's rep, I believe. Um, a lot of drop-ins, a lot of practices out there. Um, she's ready to go, and I think she's going to be a real impactful goaltender for them. Um, also, Kyle Sullivan. He's a new player for the Sharks. Um, we haven't seen him in the league before, but watching him in a practice session this week, Matty, I think he's also going to make an impact in Division 3. As for the Wolves, uh, their biggest addition would be um, Jane Craker's daughter, Michaela, um, who's just had a baby. Congratulations, Michaela, a few uh, months ago now. And coming back into the game, uh, she's played women's rep in the past, bit of Division Two in the past, but but has had um, a fair bit of time off hockey, obviously, with the baby and such. So she's going to be getting her feet wet once again with the Wolves, and I think she's going to be a real impactful player for them. Obviously, Sam Lynch returning... Uh, playing the full year for the Wolves this time. We'll get them off hopefully to a, a better start and something they can run with. Uh, and Callan Rickford returning in net for the Wolves. So I think this game is really going to go down to the wire. But I am predicting a Wolves victory, a low-scoring game, perhaps 2-1. Um, and I think Sam Lynch, I'm putting a bit of pressure on him here, Matty. I think he will find the back of the net for the game-winning goal as the Wolves skate to a 2-1 victory over the Sharks is my prediction. I love it, mate. Um What's your thoughts on Travis Lang? I find that very interesting that he's decided to have a bit of fun this season in the in-house and put on the player skates. So he's dressed up for the Sharks this season. I haven't seen him skate as a player, I don't think, from my memory. But have you seen him skate out before? I haven't either. He's obviously one of our goalies with the Senior Ones team. And um, you know, I think he's just been watching you and me get around there this year and thinks, that doesn't look too hard. I'm going to give it a <laughs> shot. Um 
and you look, he's an athletic kid. He's, he's quite a good skater, particularly for a goalie. So uh, I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be good, and I, yeah, I'm keen to see him get after it. All right. Next game up is again Division Three, mate. So we have the Gold Miners taking on defending champs, the Bandits. Now we saw a bit of a preview of the Bandits this week. They do look pretty sharp. They're moving the puck well, communicating well as a team. Do have at least two new additions. Um, so I'll pass it over to you to elaborate a little bit on those teams. Yeah, mate, they, they were looking good. Um, they were looking like the reigning champs. So two new players, well, one old player coming back, and that is Courtney Canaston, I believe is how you pronounce her, sorry, her uh, last name there, and her partner, Fraser Dodd. Um, both looking really good, both looking to be great additions for the reigning champ bandit training champions sorry bandits but the biggest news for the bandits is the departure of their uh, goaltender talon vocal talon was instrumental to them winning the championship last year pitching a shutout in the grand final but um, just battling uh, a couple of um, injuries or niggling little things and uh, is taking a bit of time off so he will return but he won't be starting the season at least for the bandits in goal so they're in search for a goalie the goal miners, um, however, are returning a pretty much identical lineup from the goal out, um, and they've always proven that they're a very competitive team. So, you know, it's it's going to be a clash of two of the top teams um, from the autumn season. And uh, the gold miners, you know, they had that early playoff exit last year. I think they're looking for a bit of revenge, and the bandits are looking to repeat. So, for my prediction, Maddie, uh, I'm I'm again I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm going to go with the favourite, and that is the bandits to uh, beat the gold miners. In this one, I'm predicting a high-scoring game, uh, and I'm predicting a six-four victory for the bandits. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing Suze Garris actually, mate, for the gold miners. Um, she's had a couple of seasons off, but I believe the last time she played was in a tournament up in Darwin, where she did quite well. Um, I heard getting a lot of goals and things. I know the rink's a little bit smaller there. But it sounds like if you got Suze in front of the net, um, there's a good chance you're getting a couple of goals. So I'm curious to see how she goes um, back at it for the gold miners. Moving on now, Dave, we go into Division 2, where we're seeing the Bears taking on the Outlaws. Now, two kind of teams that have changed a little bit in the off-season. Give the listeners a bit of a view of uh, what your opinion is on these two teams. Yeah, mate, look, the Bears, they've got a couple of key additions, like you said. So Dan Williams up front, obviously plays on my team in the summer, the Red Wings in Division 1, but traditionally has played Division 2 in the autumn and or winter seasons with the Bears. Um, very key player for them. And also on the back end, defenseman Chloe Kay, uh, wife of uh, Bear, Bears player Sam Kay. Bit of a dynamic duo there. They're going to be excellent. Um that's the biggest news for the Bears. Look, the Bears uh, didn't have the season they wanted to have last year, but I really think that they're one of those teams that weren't far off at all. So a couple of key additions for them. If uh, Chris Priestley can can bring his A game um, that he's capable of, you know, a game that he brings uh, when he plays East Coast would be excellent. And I think the Bears will be one of the teams to beat. As for the Outlaws, bringing back a very similar roster, Brad Lindsley back in net, Hunter Almasi back to do his thing uh, when it comes to scoring goals. And uh, a bit of a veteran presence addition of Stephen Lindsay to play alongside his good mate, Phil McGuinness, which we'll mention a little later on in... Anyway, just throwing that in because I can this week, Matty. But uh, I think this is going to be a very close game. At least I'm hoping it's going to be that. But I do predict the Bears getting up 3-1 to over the Outlaws. 
All right, this game I'm going to be watching very closely, not only because my father is involved, but I'm very curious to see Tom Tebow, who we've mentioned a la- last couple of pods, mate, um, who's coming back to play again after his equipment arrived in the country. So curious to see how he's gone. Um, I know he's been overseas. I'm not sure if he was playing or if he was just doing other things. So we'll be watching that game nice and closely. And then the last game for round one to wrap up, mate, we have the reigning Hawks taking on the Hounds. Yeah, mate, the um, not much changes for the Hawks. You know, they bring back their uh, their championship squad. They get a, a couple of additions for former players coming back to them, Ryan Davis, Nathan Adams, um, and it's and it's a good-looking squad. As for the Hounds, a bit of a revamped team this year. We have uh, a number of players coming across in a package deal. Our very own learn-to-play uh, boss, Chris Jones, um, bringing some of his mates from the Cavemen Summer Team Jeff Mader, Nikki Hutchinson, Dave Goodwin, all very experienced NIHL players uh, and great team guys. So I think they're really going to give that Hounds exactly that Hounds team, sorry, exactly what it needs with that veteran presence. Um, and like we spoke about a little earlier on, Maddie Montgomery gets the promotion this year from Div Three into Div Two, more than capable enough goaltender. Now he's just got to get his feet wet, get that game experience in Division Two. He played up there a little bit as an affiliate last year, did excellent. And I believe he has a good, hard-working team in front of him that the Hounds can uh, can really do some damage this year. Dan Fennick taking the season off. We have Chris Kazeri coming in um, as the new captain for the Hounds. Chris has been doing great. You know, he obviously working with our Learn to Play program as well, playing rep. He's here every stick and park. He's just a great character around the rink. We love him. Um, he's going to lead that team very well. Look, I, I can't – again, I'm picking favourites this, favorites this week. Hawks are the reigning champs. I'm picking them to get the win. But I think, uh, you know, in round one, it's just going to be about getting getting a feel for each other. The Hounds, pretty new team, getting that game experience and uh, being solid in front of uh, young goalie Matt Montgomery. Awesome, mate. That's going to wrap us up for round one of the NHL winter season. So now let's jump into Davey, our first segment of the pod – with Pride Tape Sightings. Oh, we don't have to press it twice, mate. Just once <laughs> Sorry, is enough, mate. but that's fine. We are learning as we go, as the listeners would be aware by now. Um, so, just wanted to shout out uh, one of my uh, good friends from work, actually. She bought some tape last week and sent me through a photo uh, through the week. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. I wasn't sure what she was going to do with the tape. I thought she was just feeling sorry for us a little bit and um, wanted to purchase some, but she's actually a turf hockey player, field hockey player, and she sent a photo in of her field hockey stick taped up in pride tape. Um, so I thought that was pretty awesome and just wanted to shout out Joe for supporting uh, us and, and supporting pride tape. Yeah, well done. That's excellent to see. Um, I drive past the hockey centre uh, frequently when I'm coming to the, the, the Hiss, so I'll definitely be uh, having a look to my left to see if I can do a pride tape sighting of my own. All right, Davey. Now let's uh, get straight into the next segment where we've had a little bit of uh, back and forth from the listeners through the week, and that would be... All right, mate. We had a couple of guesses through the week. Um... Some names that uh, certainly could have been the person, the mystery person, because they were on the big league experience. Um, 
you know, a couple of those uh, clues that you gave out did ring true for these people. Um, but just want to check with you, mate, was the mystery player Ken Wild? No, it was not. All right. Uh, another guess we had, mate, was none other than my uncle. Now, they said your uncle to me, so I'm assuming they would be thinking Graham Lindsay. I don't know if they were, Matty. Um, I think you're out to lunch because if you recall, you have another uncle, David Lindsay, of who course. did play on the Jackaroos team You're right. last trip. You're right. So maybe they meant David Lindsay. Was it David Lindsay? <laughs> no, it was not, Matty. All right. Well, mate, who was the mystery player for this week's... It was none other... No, I'm sorry, mate, but you've got to do way better at fading those songs out. No, we, we're short and sharp for the okay. segment that is called... And it was... You'd be a terrible DJ. It was, in fact, Phil McGuinness. Phil, a um, bit of a legend around Newcastle. He's played for a long time in the in-house league. He played for the North Stars... So he says, way back in the day um, with your old man, uh, Gary Dore, that bunch. And there was even um, the assistant coach for the North Stars East Coast Super League team for a number of years, um, quite a few years back. So, uh, And yes, he was a jackaroo on both of our big league experience trips um, and a very memorable player on those. So Yeah, we love Phil here, don't we? He actually is an IT guru. Um, does run our website as well. Mm. So if any of the people out there have problems with our website, you know exactly who to go to now. Don't email me. Go straight, straight to Phil to and source. yeah, make sure that he's aware that his uh, services might not be up to scratch. Absolutely. No, he does a great job. We love him, Phil. Uh, so well done to those correct guesses, Maddie. Do you want to give a run through of who actually got that right? Absolutely. We're giving a big shout out this week to Nathan Freeman and Brendan McCormack. Brendan is nailing a lot of these who are you's mate he's a frequent name we're shouting out on the podcast so obviously he's figured out a way of sifting through the ni website efficiently and effectively and he knows the community mate because when he's not bang on he is damn close so um now it is time for this week's there we go okay and we're not fading it, mate. I'm telling you, we're going to just short and sharp. We're straight to the point. So this week, um, now, there's a lot here to unpack with this guy. And I thought, do I want to do it all? It might make it easy to pick. But um, I just don't want to do him a, a disservice by leaving his resume short. So born in 1998, has played over 170 games in the NIHL, Matty, for wow. a, a whack of teams. I'm going to list them off here, so bear with me. That's a good seven years. The Cavemen, the Cavemen 2.0, the Neanderthals, the Beavers, the Cobra Kai, the Bandits, the Gold Miners, the Moose, and the Wolves. Uh, he's also played North Stars rep hockey growing up, and he is a bit of a gun baseball pitcher. In his 170-plus games played... He's almost at the 80-goal mark, and I'd like to think he's probably going to eclipse the 100-goal mark in the coming seasons. During that time, though, he only has one power play goal but has two shorthanded goals, which is quite an accomplishment. He's a coach, he's a referee, he's a manager, and he's a player, and he is this week's... Mm. 
is how you fade it, Davey. All right. I'm curious to see if that was simple or tricky for the listeners out there. I like the baseball comment. I think that's something that not a lot of people would know about that player. Um, but very excited to see what the guesses are that come through. All right. Now we will jump into the segment we introduced last week for the first time. Um, real positive feedback, actually, about that one. Um, so, I think we'll repeat it this week, mate. Um, and that was the Take Me Back. Take me back to the sweet times, the hot nights. Everything is going to be alright in the summertime. Yes, Take Me Back. So, this year, this year, this today, this episode, Maddie, I have uh, a whack of game sheets in front of me here from what looks to be the 2014-2015 summer league season. First summer comp we ran. First one we ran. So, as you can see here, I'm just going to do a bit of a Rolodex. Do you remember the film clip we did for that uh, season? I do, Maddie, And I think players can find that on our YouTube site. Um, so you probably just type in NSA Hockey Summer League promo. We, You and me filmed that. We did. We should probably look at it again. I'm sure it's not, not to scratch in today's... Uh, Media world, but at the time, mate, we thought we were uh, very good producers. We might have to uh, re-release it for this summer's. Um, we'll have to brush it up, of course, because uh, anyway, have a go on YouTube, have a look for yourselves. Now, Maddie, I'm going to flick this like a Rolodex. You're going to yell out stop, and that's when I'm going to stop, and we, we will go back in time. And stop. All right, Maddie, you have stopped at a game that took place on the 14th of December, 2014, 6.45pm here at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium, refereed by Scott Mitchison, lined by Peter Payne and Craig Tonks, and scored by the one and only Roz Mitchison. It was the Coal Miners taking on the Cavemen 2.0, and the Coal Miners skated to a 6-2 victory over those Cavemen 2.0s. Um... Yeah, some real interesting ones here, Maddie. In goal for the coal miners, Tegan McWalter, now known as Tegan Borg. Absolutely. Jeffrey's uh, a wife now. So um, I think goalie and player Tegan has been through the NIHL career um, to date. I've also seen her in the score box, uh, sorry, the penalty box more recently as well this year. Absolutely, and Jeff Borg was playing in this game too. Um, another interesting name here, a bit of a blast from the past, Bo Berghan. Absolutely, a bit of a media guru. Uh, I don't know how many people follow him on Instagram, but he guy does uh, Yeah, he does burger reviews with a guy, Jay. Uh, I find them hilarious. Uh, he does an excellent job with his kind of social media presence and media um, career. Absolutely, mate. Uh, some other names from the coal miners that uh, don't currently skate. Aaron Wadham, Kai McClellan, Clennan, sorry, Kai McClennan, Alan Moore, and uh, Amiel LeMay. Ah, Amiel, yes. He was uh, an interesting interesting player. I can't remember if he came through Learn to Play or he might have been a guy that just travelled uh, through Newcastle for a time and, and joined us uh, at the rink here, but he was quite an effective player, I remember. Um just a fun fact, Davey, I'm pretty sure the exact game that you're referencing right now was one that we did player interviews and a bit of a highlight package for, also on our YouTube channel. Um, many, many listeners might not know that we used to run the pro shop in the, the rink here, um, and when we did, we decided to do a few highlight reels and interviews with players while we were down here running the shop during the NI Games, 
um, and we interviewed Sam Lynch and also Tom Zantano uh, during, I'm, a sh- I'm pretty sure it was that game. So what's your memories of those interviews? Yeah, mate, that was great. We'd actually pull them out mid-game, walk them down to the pro shop and uh, give them a bit of Q&A and uh, it, it was excellent. It was a little bit of fun. You can still find them on YouTube. Um, and definitely, that, that is definitely a blast from the past if you had to go to watch those videos. Look, for the Cavemen 2.0, they had a number of players that, uh, that uh, stoked some memories. Drew Lockwood uh, played for a number of years. Andy Wright, Matty, big Andy. Big Andy, the biggest hands I've ever seen on a human. Um, I remember you'd shake hands after the game and you usually had to use two fists to his one. So great white buffalo, as I like to say. He was a big unit. Uh, And Simon Irvine, who, interestingly enough, I uh, just saw on Facebook the other day, Matty, that uh, him and another former player, Nat Priestley, expecting a child together. So congratulations to Simon and Nat. So, guys, that is, uh, there was a little bit of a trip down memory lane uh, for this week's. All right, Davey, I hope the listeners are enjoying these Take Me Back moments because it's certainly um, a fun experience for us on this end to just remember some of the players that have come and gone over the years and um, maybe even some players we should reach out to again and see you know, where they're at and if they're still in the local area to get back involved in the community as we continue to grow it. Absolutely, mate. And um, you know, I think if anyone hasn't learnt by now, we will give anything a try as for segments. So if you have an idea out there or something you want to hear, um, we'll, we'll find a, a bit of a jingle for it and give it a shot. Absolutely, mate. Now I've got to start the next jingle a little early because I didn't edit it properly um, as we introduce it now for our final segment of this week in Dave's Question Corner. Perfectly oh, timed, I think, well mate. Put together, Absolutely. We'll have to work on that for next week. Um, but for this week's corner, mate, um, you actually brought this one to my attention. So I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce... Absolutely, mate. Look, uh, often you hear it in the change rooms. You know, after the after the practice game, everyone will shower, uh, and sometimes you'll maybe you'll go to the pub for a meal or uh, whatever else. Maybe go for dinner with your significant other. Other, and uh, everyone's pet peeve is that they're no matter how well they shower, uh, wash their hands, their hands still smell like hockey gloves, which is not a pleasant smell. Mm. Um. So a little tip way back in the day when I was playing with the Drayton Valley Wildcats of the North Central Hockey League in Alberta. Um, after the shower, guys would um, fill their hands with shaving cream and just rub it around and then rinse it off. And I thought that was a bit weird, so I asked them questions. And it is for the, that exact reason that uh, it gets rid of that smell of hockey gloves or all smells from your hands. So... Um, bit of a, a, a secret from the pros, as we like to say. Uh, try it. It absolutely does work. Get some shaving cream or some shaving gel. Just rub it in your hands if, if you want to get rid of that hockey glove smell. Uh, and hockey glove smell be gone, Maddie. Absolutely, mate. I appreciate that tip. Um, it's been a good 20 years of my career that I could never get rid of that smell even after washing my hands 10 times. So certainly something I'm going to adopt going forward. Um, now, just before we wrap up for today's episode, Davey, 
Um, just wanted to see what kind of hockey gloves you're wearing, just speaking of your hands and everything, and um, talk to us a little bit about why you wear the gloves you wear, what's the difference between um, you know entry-level gloves, top-end gloves, um, just in case we have some new players coming into the sport um, and seeing what options they have. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, oh, look, I've got a number of different gloves I wear, actually. I've got the, um, the Bauer... Uh, oh, I want to say they're S27s, which were the Jackal- Jackaroos um, part of their uniform, the equipment we got from Big League. I, I use those to coach in, and I then I also use my old North Star gloves, S29, sorry, the Bauer S29s. Uh, and I also use my old North Star gloves, which I believe were the, the 2X or 2X Pros. Um, and they're excellent. But as I've gone through a lot of gloves, obviously, because you, you burn a hole in the palm and you're onto, onto a new pair. So as for gloves, look, from a high-end glove to a low-end glove, there's not a not a much difference in protection. Um, and in, look, unless you're playing at the absolute top level of hockey here in Australia, um, you're not really going to injure your hand with a shot, uh, even with a low-end glove uh, in any of the leagues around here. So... What you get with the different gloves is you actually, if you get a professional glove, um, it's actually built a lot like a low-end glove here. So a very thin palm um, so you can feel the stick. However, a thin palm is going to wear through quickly. So a lot of the high-end gloves here have inserts in the palm, rubber or, or double leather, things like that, um, that uh, strengthen up that palm but when you get that stronger palm then you get less feel on your stick so they take a bit of getting used to i remember at the start of the year maddie when we get some new north star gloves you know players would roll out for that first practice and it was it was pretty awful because guys were firing the puck everywhere except where they wanted it to be because of the feel of the gloves so another cool feature that you get in a higher end glove is uh, more finger breaks so if you look at a low-end glove, each finger may be made in just two pieces. So there's one hinge point in the finger, whereas a high-end glove will have three or four finger breaks, meaning that it's easier to close your hand and grip your stick and just a more of a free-flow feel. Try saying that quick, Matty. Um, but yeah, as for gloves, you know, I wear a 14-inch. That's probably the most common size. Uh, smaller guys like yourself will wear a 13-inch and uh, big units like an Andy Wright would probably wear a 15-inch and you don't see much straying from those sizes. But I would say for the masses, a 14-inch glove is uh, what your average adult would be. Awesome, mate. appreciate you diving into that. Is there anything now that you wanted to jump into as we wrap up for the episode for this week, mate? Um, no, I just look, the games are kicking off this Saturday. It's Hockey Night in Newcastle. Get down and watch the games while we can before we hit with too many COVID restrictions. Um, and I can't wait to see everyone on the ice to get this season underway so we can hand out the hardware soon, Matty. Absolutely, mate. All right, we look forward to seeing everyone on Saturday night. Thanks very much for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>